Hi, I'm Karen. And I'm Elise. Welcome back to Poodle People, where we talk about all things poodles. Just a friendly reminder that we're not licensed veterinarians, professionals, or handlers. We're just poodle people. Hey, Elise. Hey, Karen. How's it going? Great. How about you? Peachy keen, as usual. Never yeah, going to deviate that. from that one. <laughs> Good. Please don't. How's it going this week? Elise, you know I've had a big week. Well, my you puppies know. have. Yeah, they've all gone to their new homes, right? Well, four of them have gone to their new homes over the weekend. And it is so exciting because the new owners are sending me pictures and videos and um, they're meeting children and, you know, getting out in the world and playing with cats and playing with other dogs. So it's really exciting and heartwarming and um, just lovely. Oh, that's awesome. And you got to make such a nice impact on all these people. That's wonderful. I'm happy for you. Yeah, you know, I've had such luck with all of my buyers. They're really just wonderful people. Um, I have um, a lot of dogs going into service or therapy from this litter. So that's really exciting and nerve wracking, to be honest. Yeah, well, I'm sure Um, because they're only... They're only, what, 11 weeks old this week? So, I mean, they got the rest of their lives. Right. And I, you know, I hope that um, they are successful. I did my best, but that's, you know, I I can't. So I'm just hopeful and it's, it's exciting. Up, it's up to them now. That is really yeah. exciting. I'm yeah. happy for you. I'm, I really, remember yeah. I remember getting the puppy for the first, I remember getting Winnie at first and like, just like the things that, they know, but then there's just stuff that, like, you don't realize that this little being has never seen. Like, the first time Winnie saw an oscillating fan, oh, my gosh. She was sitting there, and the fan would turn and oscillate, and her little head yes. would turn and oscillate. In the first, yeah. You know what I mean? Just, like, little yeah. things you would never think of. And it's so fun, I think, to see a new little being, like, especially some, like, another species. They're just, like, taking all this in. Um, yeah like through their eyes for the first time and like how they're learning and like their confidence and how that grows and like I don't know my nerdy self is is all about that kind of thing so I, I yeah think that's wonderful I'm just so excited for all your new families they're really going to very active families and they are already doing things okay. um one of the puppies even though I had just bathed him has already had another bath so you know they're really um going to be busy and um I think it'll be really good and exciting and the house seems really quiet. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, I called you earlier to make sure everything was all set up and ready to go for our recording today. And it was, I didn't Sorry. hear the big dogs. I didn't hear the little dogs. I was like, are you all right over there? Like, are they okay? I haven't heard a peep out of anyone. I know. Yeah. Everyone it's is a... taking a well-deserved nap because puppies are a lot. <laughs> Transition. Wow. Yeah. Oh, that's so um, exciting. How about you? What did you do? Um, we we've honestly it's been really busy for us, the people. Um, so we haven't done a lot with Winnie lately. Um, we 
my boyfriend's grandparents invited us over for a card, a game of cards. We play canasta with them every once in a while, um, especially now that the weather's getting cooler and they'll be in the valley for a little bit longer periods. We'll probably start going over there more often, but um, they have a nice big backyard. They have a pool. Um, they have dogs. So Winnie enjoys going over there and taking over and being the boss lady as she tries to be. But we enjoyed doing that. It was nice to socialize with the people and it was nice for Winnie to socialize with her little friends. Um, but yeah, it's very, very low key and chill. Not nearly as exciting and as much going on as what you had. But yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, both things are good. You know, um, I feel like I have just been going for the past 10 weeks and now you have, uh, yeah, <laughs> because you have, yeah. <laughs> And I packed each, you know, uh, things up for each puppy and sent them off into the world and said goodbye. Yeah. Um, and oh. I'm overall quite excited, not sad. That's um, good. But excited. Yeah. Uh, yeah. They're going to such great people. Um, and I'm excited to see what they do. Yeah. And I still have two home with me. So yeah. that helps. I mean, I'm excited to see what your little one will do in the future. I'm excited for her. Um, she's very brave. She wanders around the yard and goes exploring by herself, which is interesting. Oh, man. And I'm, I'm getting to spend some time with Ursula, and I'm really falling in love with her, too. She's oh. a doll. Oh, that's so nice. Yeah, yeah. I think your little Mary over there being so independent she may have a good friend in in grace <laughs> exploring together my favorite, um, my favorite trait that karen's ever told me about grace um is that she likes to chase the butterflies in the backyard and i think that is the most delightful sweet thing anyone like it's just so wholesome she sends me videos it is so wholesome <laughs> maybe mary will also be a little bit of an adventurer like her auntie grace um, I think Grace is, um, you know, they broke the mold. Um, yeah. <laughs> but yes, she does chase butterflies. She has been chasing leaves because it's fall and the leaves oh, are coming down. That's so um, cute. <laughs> I should have gotten video for you because it's just like chasing butterflies. She stands there and waits. And, you know, you can tell with every... Uh, wag of her tail because her tail is just going furiously she is oh. waiting for leaves to come down and she wants to hang <laughs> up the wall yeah you should um you should blow bubbles for her oh i should she might like I've that never done that yeah winnie likes those i don't know that there are necessarily like any that are made for pets that are technically pet safe but i don't maybe one or two bubbles will be okay Winnie likes yeah, them. She I, thinks she likes to snap at them. It's cute. Yeah. But oh, yeah, I, I love that. Yeah. I forgot she did that with the leaves. I, I think I, I remember when I lived out near you, I'd yep. come over one afternoon and she was just out in the yard having the time of her life. Like, I think we should all have like a grace day where we just, you just do you and you just go chase those leaves or butterflies and that's all you have to worry about. And it just sounds so nice and kind yeah. of relaxing. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Well, that's great. I'm happy for you. That's wonderful. Thanks. 
Well, thank you so much, Karen, for catching me up on your pup dates. I wouldn't miss one for the world. I think our next segment will be particularly exciting to our listeners. We have a very special guest coming up. Um, He's the owner and founder and principal scientist of Gensol Diagnostics. So it's like a doggy DNA company. Let's get into it. So tonight our guest is Dr. Halpern. He is the owner and founder and principal scientist at Gensol. And I have to admit that I know Gensol because I use Gensol for all of my dog's uh, genetic testing. And I just kind of lucked into it without knowing much about the other companies. Um, And it was just recommended to me by another breeder. So we're really excited to have someone um, with a product that I use. Um, Dr. Halpern, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and a little bit about Gensol? Yeah, sure. Um, And thank you guys for having me on the show. Thanks for coming. Yeah, no, it's a pleasure. Um, Yeah, so I'm based, my, my background, I'm a molecular biologist and, you know, I pretty much have been working on DNA for probably over 25 years now. And um, about, oh, probably about 12, 13 years ago, um, we got a puppy named Dexter, and uh, he ended up having a genetic disease that um, we didn't know about, but later found out that he had it, and the the breeder hadn't tested for it because of, you know, the cost, And, and at that time, it was really expensive to even test a single dog for a single uh, genetic disease. So we just kind of looked at the industry and decided that it was time for a change. And knowing what I knew about DNA, I kind of jumped in and uh, we started the company and it pretty much took off from there. Um, that's fantastic. How many employees do you have now? Uh, we're about 10 people. We're, we're relatively small. We're not a, yep. not a large company, um, but we were able to do what we do primarily because we use a lot of technology and automation. So cool. yeah, there's not a lot of us, but we do a lot. Of, we do a lot of work here. <laughs> it's it, it gets um, pretty busy. Yeah, yeah, but it's been it's been great. You have amazing customer service too. Um, I've called with different problems, and they've immediately been able to help me. Either I, I know I've called and talked to your uh, coat color geneticist, and I will admit that I also um, left the test out around a puppy once mm-hmm. and, um, <laughs> it, ha- it does it happens all the time <laughs> yeah that's what she said yeah. um it was so embarrassing but yeah yeah that's... So your, your customer service is great yeah thank you thank you that's one of the things we pride ourselves on I mean we really we started this because we knew that there was there was a place for this there was a, you know we started with a mission to pretty much, you know, prevent dogs with genetic disease. And, and part of that was obviously helping folks that, you know, this can be a little complex to understand, but, you know, through customer service and education, you know, we try, right. try and help people understand what this is. And, you know, we try to give people the opportunity to, you know, have an accessible tool that they could use, particularly for breeders that, you know, some information that they can go ahead and use to make better decisions. Um, I love it because, you know, when I'm testing my dogs, it's really not scary to, to pay for the, the tests, you know, they're really quite affordable and you have great sales and all of those things that make the company really attractive. 
Um, but talk to us a little bit about price point and the market and who your competitors are. Yeah, sure. Um, yeah, because that is that's one of the driving factors behind what we did was to make this affordable. Our little yeah. our little catchphrase is, is fast, accurate, and affordable. Yeah, and that's part of it because we wanted to make this really accessible to people so that they can use it. Um, so we actually have recently made a change to you know our offerings and um we actually kind of switched from having sales to now we offer our best price every day which starts yeah we we didn't want to make it so people had to wait for a sale because you know different people breed at different times and you know we didn't want to limit access so um yeah our our test started at 29 dollars and 90 cents for the first test and then Pretty much as you add tests to, uh, we call them panels, but really it's just a collection of tests. And we're happy to introduce, actually, we only launched this a couple months ago. Uh, We've got fully customizable uh, breed-specific panels, which pretty much means that when you go on our site, we'll recommend, you know, you go to your breed, we'll recommend Mm -hmm. the tests that based on scientific literature, based on consultations we have with health committee chairs and uh, different sources, we make the recommended test, but we leave it really up to the customer to decide, well, what tests are important to me? Um, so the tests start at $29.90 for the first test, but as you add more tests to your panel, the price per test just decreases from there. Yeah, that's, that's really great. cool. Yeah, I like that. And it's really nice because, you know, um, other people, as I've been breeding, I've looked at other tests, but they have things that I don't need to know. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, I know I have standard poodles. Uh, <laughs> yeah. so that, that's what I breed. So, you know, to me, that's, it, I, I'm sure it's nice for a lot of people, but those are things that I don't need. Mm-hmm. I need to know, are they carrying disease or, or hereditary issues? Yes. Um, so I like the focus. Yeah, um, that's actually you're hitting on one of the main reasons why we we kind of revamped our offering and, and sort of changed. Because when we started this, everything was an individual test. Um, there were companies that came out that kind of offer you know everything under the sun, like you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, which there's a place for that, but um, yep. again, we're we're our mission, our focus is really to um, help provide people the information they need as quickly, as affordably as possible so that they can make decisions. And like you said, you don't need a lot of extra stuff that don't help you make the decision you need to make. So we, that's where, again, that's where the affordability comes in and, and it can be different, different breeders. If you know, let's say a mutation's not in your line, you might not need to test for it. So go ahead and uncheck that box, take it off the list so that you're not paying for something that you don't need. So is the panel the same thing that you're now offering for clubs? Do I have that right? That you're offering something for? Well, um, we offer the same. So we offer the same product for everyone. We actually have three different um, customer types that tend to use our services, uh, breeders, veterinarians, and pet parents. And Mm -hmm. we have the same offerings for everyone for the most part. So the tests are the same, but we offer different promotions. So, okay. yeah, we do have breed club discounts or a breed club partner program where, okay. um, yeah, it's very simple to sign up for. It's on our website. But but basically, we work with breed clubs to give them a discount, you know, for their members. Um, 
and we've added a lot of other promotions to help you know reduce the price okay yeah. well and it's i mean it's important too to i think it's important to genetically test your dogs i mean i know like with poodles we have specific health tests with ofas and things like that but i think there's a huge benefit to knowing kind of what your dog like what this what their stuff is like what they're made up of you know yeah i think that's helpful yeah no I'm, it's it's great it helps you make better decisions as a breeder i mean as a pet parent um lots yeah. lot unfortunately lots of the diseases we test for don't show up till later right so you know for a pet parent it's great information knowing what might be ahead um we're we're actually a great example of that our our dog Dexter, you know, he just turned 13 and, oh, wow. and probably about a year ago, he started showing symptoms. You know, he's basically has PRA, PRCD, which, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and usually that tends to kick in anywhere from four to eight years of age, somewhere in there. But, um, you know, he's actually, we've had him on a good diet and some supplements and we've prolonged it, but yeah, it was Unfortunately, it was something we knew that was coming. So just knowing right. that, that helped us plan for what was coming ahead. Um, so do you see a huge change? You know, what year did you say you started, like 2008, when you were thinking about entering the market? Yeah, we started thinking about it around then. And then right around 2010, uh, we got Dexter. And then right around 2014 is when we, we launched the company. So 2014 doesn't sound that long ago but in terms of the technology i'm gonna bet that things have changed pretty drastically am i right they they have in some respects it it depends on the company <laughs> so we're that that is one of that is the way that we make things affordable and, and and very quick i mean we'll turn we turn around a result in about 24 to 48 hours from when a sample gets to the laboratory rather than weeks yeah. or yeah because yeah. You know, it's hard to, as a breeder, it's hard to make decisions about your litter if you don't have test results. So, uh, so we basically used technology to, you know, to, 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 to make that kind of offering. There are newer technologies that came online um, in this industry. They're ones that already existed, but they applied to dog genetic testing. And ma mainly it is those uh, companies that offer you, you know, 200 tests for, you know, X amount of dollars. And, um, which again is, is for some people that's good information, but, um, as far as, you know, affordability turnaround time, it just, it doesn't get people the information they need. Right. So are there any trends that you are seeing in terms of tests changing people asking for different things? Like, what what do you what does your customer service report to you? Yeah, well, we do. There are some classic tests that, uh, for mutations that you know have been already known that were found you know a few years ago that you know we test for. Um, I think what's really more up and coming is there are a lot of researchers out there that are looking for uh, mutations that are not known right now. So there okay. might might be a disease and and because really all of this stuff you know, really originates at a university. Um, right. it, it starts with, you know, pretty much researchers collaborating with breeders, you know, that breeders are really the first place where, you know, someone realizes there's a problem. 
and yeah. they get in touch with breeders and or I'm sorry, they get in touch with the researcher and that researcher then collects samples and, and you know, tries to go and find the mutation responsible for the disease that they're mm -hmm. seeing. So and that's happening more and more. Um, one of the innovations that really has kicked, you know, really made this progress faster is um, the basically they sequence the dog genome. Um, yep. They have a lot more information available. And not only that, but dogs actually turn out to be a really good model for studying human disease. Um, oh, really? Oh, yeah. Lots, lots of diseases in dogs. Um, sometimes it's the exact same gene in human beings that leads to the same disease. Oh, wow. So, cool. yeah, that's been a push recently. So really on the horizon is probably more and more research to look at yeah. more diseases to find these mutations. And as soon as they find them, we can screen for them. That's, yeah, really, that's cool. really cool. Yeah. So do you see branching out to other animals or, I mean, other species, horses, cats? Yeah, it's it's on our radar. We're, we're I mean, we've got oh, our cool. hands, hands full with dogs right now, but that's, that's yeah. that actually is the great thing about DNA. Is DNA is DNA no matter what you get it from. So Right, yeah, right. Yeah, our process, our testing, everything would work on a horse. It would work on a cat. It would work on a human being. That wow, so that's cool. cool. Yeah, yeah. Are you there? I was looking through y'all's website. I was yeah. doing my myself some little research. Are there any like specific? I know y'all have like packages for different breeds, but are there? Do you guys have like a specific package like for each? I don't want to say like style of poodle because that's not at all. Oh, them, but oh, like, yeah. But like for standard <laughs> right. miniature toy. Yeah. Sorry, my I had a total. <laughs> Usually me who's doing yeah. that. I think of a word and you help me. Yeah, you know, whatever you call those yeah. little ones, you know. Variety, variety of poodle. You have the standard miniature. Yes. Toy. Do you guys have uh, different packages you could build, like, per variety? Um, or do you just, is it just kind of a pick and choose, like, add-on, take-off kind of thing? Well, uh, if you look at, so we do have what we, we have recommended panels, which is, again, based on research Sure. You know, with it's out there and, and it tends to be similar between, you know, standard miniature and toy yes. with, with a, you know, a couple exceptions. Like um, there's a mutation for um, it's the short version of its OCD, but it's um, osteochondroplasia. Mm -hmm. And uh, basically that um, typically is going to affect toys and miniatures more than standards, but we do list it for standard okay. poodles. But the nice thing about how we've structured it is you can go with our recommendation. Uh, we've actually had poodle breeders contact us about other mutations that we test for in other breeds that the researchers hadn't found or hadn't tested for in poodles, but as breeders, they knew that that mutation was in their, uh, in their lines. So that's why we made everything customizable. So you can either start with our recommended tests. You can actually build your own panel from scratch. If you know the tests yeah. that are important to you and your, your, your breed, your line, um, pretty much it, it, it's wide open. I mean, we leave it as flexible as possible for people to choose what they need so that, again, they're not spending more than they need to. They're only getting the right. information they need. That's really neat. Um, yeah, and it's it it really comes into play for. Uh, we also test for things like coat color and coat type. I was gonna ask. I'm, I'm sure. I feel like people 
the first thing you notice on the dog you're looking at is what, what yep. color it is. But not uh, everybody thinks about what went into making it that color, which I think is really cool. Well, and, and the thing is, is you can't. Uh, so if you've got um, a breeding pair, you can't always look at the breeding pair and tell what you're going to get from the puppies. It's true. <laughs> uh-huh. That's, That's true. That that gets yeah. it gets back to you know this is kind of high school biology, but you've got um, basically recessive mutations, which means you have to have two copies of it to yeah. see it. Well, you can have two parents that each carry one copy of, let's say, you know, the mutation for chocolate or brown. Yeah. Um, those dogs are not going to be chocolate or brown, but sure enough, some of the puppies are. <laughs> Right. Yes. Get your get your pundit squares out. Yeah. Yep. That's it. Right back. Right back to high school. <laughs> yep. And, and that's and unfortunately that is the same thing with disease too. Lots of things we test yeah. for are recessive. So unfortunately, you won't see the disease in in the breeding pair, but you will unfortunately see it in the puppies. That's yeah. That's true. Yeah. I know. I did. Um, when I saw so my my dog's name is Winnie. She's three. And I'm a nerd. I just like to know this kind of stuff. About, mm-hmm. Like, I, you know, so I was like, well, I should just get my dog genetically tested, even though I know she's a poodle. I pretty like her parents were. So I kind of knew yeah. what I was getting yeah. into. Um, but I did know that her mom was a minor, uh, a recessive carrier for, oh, oh, hold on. I know what it's called. I have to look it up. I have, recessive <laughs> here. I have to say the whole degenerative myelopathy. Sorry, oh, for DM. Yeah. Yep. Yes, for yeah. DM. And I was like, well. I know her mother's like recessive for it, but I want to make sure like, cause I, and I, I researched what that, what that does and like how it affects them. I'm like, well, yeah, I better, that's one of those things I'd rather have it, not need it than need it, not have it as far as the information goes. And we got lucky and she's, she's all good, but yeah, she's I mean, clear. Yeah. I, I had to know, you know, and I think, I think this is just such a cool idea for people. I mean, people like me who just want to know what their dogs are made of. I yeah. think that is so fantastic. I just think it's so fascinating. Well, and it does help people that D- DM, unfortunately, that's, that's a tough one. That That's one that also pops up later in a dog's life. I mean, it can be yeah. as late as eight or 10 years old and they'll basically start to lose control of their hind end. It's, it's the equivalent of um, ALS or Lou Gehrig's yeah. disease in, in dogs. Um, and, you know, unfortunately, it tends to hit certain breeds harder than others. So, you know, yeah. if we have, let's say, like a German Shepherd or a Pembroke Welsh Corgi, or there's other breeds that are, you know, adversely yeah. affected by that one. And it, it's just, it's really good information to know, you know, so if you have a puppy that has it, at least you know where things are going. And, and there's, we're, we're just yeah. starting to get into um, working with other companies that can provide more supportive care. I mean, yeah. you, you can't cure, well, actually, I shouldn't even say that because nowadays you sort of can cure genetic disease with newer yeah. technology that's coming <laughs> out. But when we started this, there, there was no cure for genetic disease, and there probably won't be any time in the near future. Sure. But knowing, knowing what's going to happen can make a big difference. Like for us with Dexter, we we just we knew what was coming we've thought about you know his living situation and you know because when you have a dog that's going blind you know you got to support him there's certain things you can do to make it easier well well, and i think it kind of helps like if you if you know you're going to have a very expensive vet bill for palliative care coming up you can kind of plan for that you can have an idea of what you might need to to be able to support yourself in your pet. Yeah. I think this is so neat. Well, it's interesting. Yeah. Well, it's interesting you bring that up too, because we actually, we, um, 
we have lots of vets that actually also use our testing service. Not, not obviously for breeding purposes, but more as a diagnostic. Um, oh, wow. Yeah, because we, we've, we've had personal experience, not with us, but with friends of ours that, um, you know, because a dog, let's say if we use DM as an example, um, for a veterinarian, DM could look like trauma. It could look like arthritis. It can look like a number of different things. Right. And there's much, you know, our test started $29. That's a much less expensive route than doing an MRI or there's other diagnostics. Oh, yeah. So we're, you know, we're, we're trying to help sort of educate that population that, that by the way, here's, here's a new tool, you know, before I mean, you, before you go down yeah. that road, just make sure. And I hate to say it, we had a friend that had one of those breeds that unfortunately is much more susceptible to DM wow. and that's what it turned out to be. But this was after they had spent thousands of dollars on other diagnostics. So yeah, this can come in handy for veterinarians just as sort of a very quick and expensive screen just to rule out I, genetic disease. I actually, um, so you probably haven't listened to any of the earlier episodes of the podcast, but my first dog, Max Lieberman lived to be 15 and he was, you know, my life. Yeah. So as he was getting older, um, he was having trouble with his hips and I was of course, you know, struggling with that. And um, my vet is so kind um, and didn't, you know, we did screen Max Lieberman for DM. Yeah. Uh, and he did not have it. He really just had old age. Yeah. And which you know, that does, that happens too, actually. Yeah. It yeah. was like, old age is not a disease. No. He's 15. It, it, and it, that's genetic. Yeah. It's everyone. Yeah. It's going to happen to everyone at some point. Right. Right. <laughs> But I was still in that denial phase of, yeah. um, you know, if I just do acupuncture and yeah, more yeah. laser and more this, he'll be fine. Yeah. Um, and so, so, and it does help. I mean, we've, and actually Def, Dexter's got some issues with his back as well. He's, you know, he, he's, he's an Australian cattle dog and they can be a little rough on their bodies. Yeah. And uh, yeah. And he's, <laughs> yeah, he's got some fused discs and, you know, and his, he can't walk very well. And, but We've, we found, you know, like we've got wood floors and we've tried to, you know, cover with, you know, rugs as much as possible. And yep. we'll, we'll put special booties on him so that he doesn't oh, yeah. slip. And yep. I, that's what you, it's just, that's, that's what yep. you got to do. It's, it's, it's taking it, care yeah. of them in, in later in life. Yeah. Um, I did all of those things. I put my bed right on the floor yeah. so that he could <laughs> sleep with me. You know, you do these things to make your animal comfortable. Yeah. Yeah. No. And it's, and it's hard to watch, but like I said, knowing what's in store, you know, I know for us, it helped a lot. It helped to know okay. where things were going to go. And it, you know, cause if it just would have started happening and, and, you know, he started losing his eyesight, we probably would have headed down a route and gotten, gotten a lot of expensive testing done. And, you know, it, right. it wouldn't it wouldn't have been as smooth of a transition as it has been. We knew it was coming and, and we just, you know, it was kind of like, okay, well, it's starting. We know what's happening and and we'll just right. support them in the best way that we can. You can yeah. make a plan. Yeah. 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 So it's worked out well. I mean, it was nice to be able to take, you know, a mission to take a, you know, we saw the impact that this has. We know the, you know, personally, we know the impact this can have. And, you know, we were able to turn it into something that could help other people. 
Yeah, I think that's wonderful. It's awesome. Thank you. Totally awesome. Yeah. Yeah, we've been lucky. It's, you know, that's it's and still going and you know, people seem to be enjoying the new panels and um yeah, so we just keep growing every day and you know, keep improving what we do. That's fantastic. Yeah. We love hearing stories like that. Well, thank you so much for joining us tonight. We really, really appreciate it. Not a problem. Thank you guys for having me. I had a great time. Yeah, thank awesome. you. Awesome. Thank you. Thanks for listening. And remember, a poodle will change your life. If you'd like to get in touch with either me or Elise, or if you have questions you'd like answered during the podcast, email poodlepeoplepodcast at gmail.com. And if you have questions or want to be put on my wait list for puppies, please visit my website at scotchcornerstandardpoodles.com. <laughs>